Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Shacking Up, where you have me, your main man, Shack Daddy in the building, and my co-host, Ashton Maxwell. Y'all know it's gay, which pop it. Tonight, we're coming to talk to you guys about some behind-the-scenes activities. We're going to talk to you guys about a position that's called Production Assistant, or PA for short. And we're going to give you guys as much insight as we have from the actor's point of view and from the actual position itself, because we both experienced that. So stay tuned and be ready for a lot of great information again tonight on Shacking Up. The crown won't leave a green ring around your head. No, it's not. All right, guys, so we're back, and like I said, we're talking today about the position of a production assistant. So um, I would like to start the conversation from the actor point of view or background point of view, whichever one. It's pretty much, you know, the same, except for on the principal role side, it's a lot more intensive. But um, let's start with the fact that PAs at times are extremely annoying <laughs> because as a background extra or actor um they always want to tell us to be quiet right and it's kind of hard to just stand around and be quiet because i like don't like being quiet and i also don't like people telling me what to do so in a sense of defiancy, I tend to whisper extremely loud just to get on their nerves. But it makes their job difficult because everyone wants them to make sure that we are quiet. And I just always seem to test those measures. And I don't know why I do it. You wanted them. That's why. You one of them people that make them who? you one of them people that make the day go longer because you want to be all extra because you don't want to be told what to do. That's that's gonna happen. I don't care how you who you think you is or what you think you do. I mean, it's different when we on set and we filming, but like if we're in holding, don't come in there and tell us we got to be quiet. We ain't holding. Y'all should have filmed further away from us, or at least put yeah that that part put people further away. Because you can't help but talk after a while. but I'm just saying, we just sitting around like we in the library or something. I ain't got time for that. Because those cameras and those mics pick up so much. Everything. It's I just, know. If you don't need anybody there for three hours, you don't need to keep people there for three hours. But the unfortunate part is, like, from the PA side of it, like, they're getting told what to do by, like, the ADs and the DPs. Like, right. The important people are telling them, like, keep these people close. So they can't help but say, all right, we need y'all 45 people to stand right here quiet because they're filming on the other side of this wall. And if you mess this up, you're all canned. So it's kind of hard. Their position is like both trivial, but still of enough importance to where it's like you got to respect it if you want to continue to grow in the industry type of situation. They're glorified babysitters, (laughs) but that's not the point. The point is there's a way to do it and say it. And when I say annoying, I'm not talking about the ones that come over and be like, hey guys, can y'all please keep it down? You know, you were framing right on that side of this wall. It's the ones that come and because they got attitude from the ADs, they bring that same attitude to us. 
And like, I don't appreciate that. It's a way you can present that without me having to feel like I want to slap you in your mouth. I feel like it's the little, the short ones. I mean, I'm abnormally tall, but I feel like it's the ones that are height deprived. That be like, they got to wear that badge in their chest, like they in Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts or whatever. And they're like, I hold this rank. You have to listen to me, even mm-hmm. though you can step on me. And if right. you try to step on me, I'm going to get you kicked out because I can do that. Like, right. And see, it's those that take it to that extreme that I'm calling annoying. Because it's not like, you know, they're seasoned PAs that I've dealt with and probably know them all by name if I see them again, where they know how to present things to us and actually get us to be like, okay, cool, I'll be quiet. But they're the ones that come around and they always nag, nag, nag. They're using these tones as if they're talking to children and we're all adults. And most of the time, we're older than some of them. So don't do that. Listen, I'm, I'm the first one to tell you, play with me if you want to. I'll put my foot in your ass. Like, don't try me. But I'll, I also try to stay out of the way and, so, and avoid those situations so I don't have to be like that. Yeah, that's why I used to be by myself usually. But people always want to bring their ass around me and I don't like people. And I'm telling you, I like really don't like people. Because you Shaq Pappy. Everybody want to go hang out with Shaq Pappy. Why? Because you just got this aura. This being that attracts other humans. Because you are, I know it, it's it's rough, right? It's, it's so horrible. It, it's I don't tough. like it. Like I, I mean, you know, as an actor, I'm capable of being the chameleon that I need to be in an audience of people. But I don't, I don't like that attention. Like people are so intrigued. Even when I'm trying to be serious, they find me to be comedic, and I'm not trying to be funny. I just want you to really go away. <laughs> I mean, there's ways, there's ways to go about that, I guess. Because I do get what you mean. Because there's but so much of, pe- of, of people you can deal with at once. Right. So, when dealing with them as an extra, it's a whole lot more irritating. But when you're a principal role, like, PAs are so submissive at that point. Like, they're almost they like your minions. See what I'm saying? They yeah. don't come and yell at the principal and be like, hey, they need you on set right now. We got to go. We got to move. Come on, let's go. No, it's none of that. Are you ready? Uh, uh, excuse me. Are you ready? I, 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 uh, they, ready? they would like to see you now. They're, they're calling for you. Um, do, do you need water? Do, do, can I get you anything? So, like, that's what bothers me when it comes down to the difference in background versus principal. Because the PAs, man, they attitudes totally switch from background to principal. Because when they principals come out, they're all submissive. They want to do anything and everything not to fuck up. But when it comes to background, they act like hell. We don't need y'all ass here. But in fact, you do. Because without us, you don't got no scene. So act like you know. (laughs) Motherfucker. But it's okay. Yeah, that's kind of correct. That's all I'm saying when it comes to me, because I'm not the one that comes on set and complains about every possible thing that they can complain about. And I know there's a lot of those on set, and I'm not one of those that comes on with a personality or an attitude as to I'm this superior somebody. So when I'm doing something that, you know, I might be out of place, mind you, but if you're frustrated, 
don't come talk to me because you're not going to like my response. It's normally when it's like large groups of people too, because it's never really like when there's a small group of background, it's not oh, as it's bad. It's really smooth. And right. it's like everybody's morale is so much better when like three PAs have to deal with 175 BG. Okay. That's when it gets a little iffy because then you have your people in their groups and people wandering off in their groups. And then you got mm-hmm. the people that want to go smoke a cigarette somewhere or somebody that has to go take a phone call somewhere. And then you got to rile all these people together and possibly put them on a people mover and move them to set. It gets a little difficult, especially it when does. you say one thing and people start to move and then they got to wait five minutes. And as soon as they wait five minutes, they start wandering off. As if they, <laughs> the original plan wasn't to get on the bus in the first place. Where are you going? What did you wait, think you were hello, going? Hello, hello. We're going this way. Like, why are you walking? Yeah, off? but I forgot my And that's just a personal frustration. As like, and that's not even me being a PA. That's me on the other end of being an act on the end right. of being an actor. It's like because I'm like, dude, you watch it. Happen. This whole time we sat here and you had nothing going on, and now when they're ready for us to move, you want to act like all oh, so important for you to go do these things now. They came in here 20 minutes ago and said we about to go in five minutes. So y'all need to use the restroom if you need to, whatever, what have you. Y'all wait till it's time to get up and really move after the five-minute call that they gave us 30 minutes ago. And now you want to go to the bathroom, stop by Crafty, and pull out the last-minute lip gloss and lip chap and all this extra shit. Like, you should have been doing that. Doing in the first place. Right. All that should have been done when they first came in and said, we're getting ready to move. No. So, but y'all want to be the extra extras. Right. And those extra extras are what makes PAs go there. And like I said, it's okay that you're frustrated and I understand why you're frustrated, but I just want people to recognize who they're giving their frustrations to. Because if it's not from the person that gave you frustration and aggravation or whatever, I need you to chill out with that. Yeah, because you're going to get a PA beat up. Like, they're going to talk to me the wrong way and I'm going to take somebody's head off. You hear me? Disrespect me again. I'm not the one for Come for your head. I'm definitely not the one. So, <clears throat> we talked a little bit about the PAs and how, well, I talked about how I feel about them versus small groups when it's cool and they're really not paying us any attention. They're just moosying around versus having hundreds of people and things get a little tense. But what I want to say now is that PAs are usually if things are going well or if it's small groups or whatever pas are usually your point persons for everything a pa is the person that needs to keep a tab on everybody and who's available where they are and all of that so it's key that you definitely let the pas know like we were talking about all the wandering off and going to the bathroom and taking smoke breaks and all that stuff like this is basically your go-to person to say, hey, I'm going to do this. If you guys need me, this is where I'll be. So with that being said, keep in mind that this is the person whose job it is to make sure that you are on point. So if you need tissue, if you need medicine, if you're feeling woozy, if you need water, if you got to go to the bathroom, if you want to take a smoke break, if you have to take a phone call, if you have to go back to your car for something, please alert your PAs, let them know and let's keep the vibe on the set in a good place because it does take for you as an actor to be on your p's and q's so that everyone else can do their job and stay in 
a good positive mindset. But if you're coming to the production with the wrong attitude, thinking that you don't have to report to anybody, that's totally wrong. Because at the end of the day, we're at work. And when you go to a job, a regular nine to five, there is that supervisor that has to keep everyone in line and make sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing. And technically, that's your production assistant. Now, the production assistant, just like any other job, has a chain of command that they have to report to and so forth and so on. So as a background actor, as a principal role actor, these are your point people. So please respect them so that they can respect you and the production can run smoothly and things can get done in a timely manner. Because you don't want to be out there 15 hours if you don't have to. But it takes a whole lot longer if you guys give strife to the PAs and don't do your part, um, which you applied to do. Like, you submitted for that. So since you submitted for it, handle your business, do what you're supposed to do the way it's supposed to be done. Yeah, because you're under contract. So if you don't fulfill the contract, you don't get paid. So, And if you want your check, you will handle your business and do it right. Because you don't want to be sent home and not paid. Because coming out there and sitting for hours and not getting paid is not cool. Call that getting canceled. And then if they decide to cancel you from this particular production, and then the casting director that hired you on decides that, okay, I can't deal with this person anymore because they've been kicked off of these sets, this set, or the third you will not be able to be hired again for anything that that casting company does. And as far as that's concerned, you don't have too many options because most of these casting companies work for multiple productions. And if they're handling five productions in your area and you've already gotten a bad taste in their mouth about you, please believe you're going to be sitting down for a long time. And please believe me, that's not cool because then at that point, you're going to get frustrated and feel like I might as well get me a nine to five. And once you got a nine to five, there is no getting days off to go and film because productions don't send you month out nothing. If they send you something, they're going to need you to COVID test tomorrow, film the next three days after that. And no job is going to just be like, oh, yeah, sure. You can have tomorrow off. Not likely. So by all means, please keep yourself intact when you're on these sets and learn that the PA is the first chain of command for your actors. So please, please, please respect those people, whether they're older or younger. Be mindful that I'm not saying if they come to you with a personal attitude or frustration from somewhere else that you can't like, not so much check them, but make sure they acknowledge the fact that, you know, you didn't frustrate them and they can calm it down a little bit, but don't just hit them with attitude right off. Just kind of be mindful of, there's a lot going on right now. Yeah, I've literally had that situation happen on set one time where I was kind of going back and forth with a couple of PAs about a situation involving shaving some hair. And I wasn't going to do it because I had 
already been in discussion with people about other things that were supposed to happen for me on that project. And I didn't want to change anything until it was time for that specific thing or that specific scene to be shot. Right. And so it's time for that change to actually happen. Exactly. And I was, I, it just so happened that I knew the directors and all of the heads of who knew what was going on. So when the PA was talking to me, I'm kind of just like, dude, no, dude, no, that's not how the situation's going to go. That's not how the right. situation's going to go. It's not time for that. And then when he wanted to get a little bit of attitude, because there was a lot of people involved, like he wanted to start catching a little bit of an attitude, I just decided to jump, jump rain a little bit. And then I messaged the people in command that I knew, and then they relayed information to him. And then it made it a little bit easier. But I didn't just jump ahead. I told him that I would message them and let them know what's going on over here. Right. And I, I ended up still getting paid for not doing anything that day. But, um, <laughs> Those are the best days. It was interesting because I went I went there just because I wasn't booked to work that day on the same film, ironically, because I had a different position on the film. So I was like, all right, I'm not booked to do that today. Let me see if I can do some background. So I went to go do the background, but then they was like, well, you got to look the period, this, that, and the third. And I'm like, well, I got some other stuff that I got to do, so I can't really just do that. Right. And I respectfully was like, listen, dude, I can't do it. I'll talk to them about it, and then we'll see what happens. And then the information was um, transferred back and forth. It was relayed, and it was like, all right, you're good, bro. And I respectfully was like, listen, man, I didn't mean to put a little thorn in the day, put a little nail in your little situation, but I just wanted to make sure that we were square with it and that there was a complete understanding of what was going on so that we didn't have to waste each other's energy. Right. Type of situation. And that's how it should be. That's how it should you know? be. Right. Just like, you respect me, I respect you. Let's get this handled without it becoming a large issue. Right. Because it doesn't have to be a problem. It could definitely be solved with a just simple understanding and basic respect for a person that you would like to receive like the treat others like you would like to be treated type situation yeah otherwise he would have got boxed oh okay box up he would have got boxed up nah me wouldn't do that to the boy me like the boy a little bit nah he cool people he left the project early to go do a different film i was sad because after that day we had we kind of had a bond after that day because it was like all right i respect you you respect me we can both fight each other if we really wanted to but we're not going to do that here and then we just had, we were so cordial the rest of the way. It was like cracking jokes. Right. Came like a brother to me. That's how it be. Like I said, once the respect is established, you definitely can get a whole lot more accomplished. And more than likely, you can get yourself into a better position. Because I've been on set sometimes where... Because I gotten good with the PAs and made them feel, you know, respected, there was an instance where they needed someone for something. I think it was like one of the people that they had hired to do a higher rank role than I was doing hadn't showed up yet. So mm -hmm. because they didn't show up, they were like, mm. and they were like, yeah, you come here. They called me over and I was like, what did I do now? And they was like, you didn't do anything. We need somebody that can play. And I was like, oh, sure, I got you. Sure, right. sure. I'll take a bump. What you talking about? Do I need to go to hair and makeup? What we, what we got going on? You're going to give me a bump. So, How much more money? Yes, please. Oh, okay. Yes, please. Right. I'll take that. So, matter of fact, Black Panther. 
when they had that, and we'll discuss that when we talk about Black Panther in another episode, but when they did that, that was how I got that because they were looking for somebody to do it and they were like, oh, yeah, you. Come on, we need somebody to do. And I was like, oh, sure. <laughs> Said I got you, you dark enough, bring yourself over here. And no, it wasn't dark enough. It was light enough. Oh, it was light enough. Well, it, well, it was Wakanda. Because what they needed to do was put a whole bunch of ink on my face. Oh, and they and, needed to be able to see it. Right. <laughs> that's crazy. So, yeah. That's that, how I that's got crazy. that one. And I was just walking. I think we were on lunch or something. And I was walking back with my stuff to come sit down and hold it. And they was like, hey, would you like to? And I was like, sure. Come on. Let's go. Yeah. So, it's happened more than once, actually. Where... Because of who I was and how I, you know, handled my business and my presentation to them, they were like, okay, Leah, we'll consider you to do this upgraded role or whatever. So that was awesome. So moving on from that, we're about halfway through the episode. So I want to take a break right quick. (gasps) And then when we come back, we're going to talk more about the PA position from the standpoint of being PAs. Oh, you mean when we get to be the asshole? Yes. Oh, baby. So, stick with us, guys. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Okay, everyone, and we are back. Hello. We are now going to talk about the PA position, not from the actor side, but from actually being a PA. Full walking, talking, wearing. So, you have the most recent experience. I'm going to let you go first on this one. Oh, the most recent experience. Oh, that was fun. So, um, I was a PA for this project. Woohoo. And it was fun. See, I don't know how, how deep I can get into this because it, it has been recent and I don't want to start Well, you ousting. can't get too deep. I'm just wanting you to tell them what the position calls for and the expectations that they have for the actors. Okay, so first of all, getting a PA gig is not easy. It's not. Because in order to get a PA gig, you have to know somebody. So you had to have been on a production as like background or stand in or have held some kind of role on a film or some kind of production to where you've been able to talk to another PA and then you got a little bit of a reputation with them, you got a little bit of rapport with them, and then you can ask them to mention your name anytime a, a small gig pops up. Somebody needs right. an extra pair of hands or something. Need and somebody to go get some coffee or something for Worst them. of all is usually when they need it for those larger crowds is when they called me. And I was not prepared. Bless your heart. Because so far, all of the productions that I've done, that I've actually had my hands on, have been rather small. Like okay. The last one that I did was for Disney. I did do nice. it for Disney, which was really dope, and that paid so well. Thank you. Thank I you, Walt love Disney. PHA. Thank you, Walt Disney. Oh my god. But um yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. It was really more just set up and using me for the arms that I've crafted. And really just a bunch of lifting chairs and tables and making mm-hmm. sure that everybody was comfortable helping the crafty set up. It wasn't actually too much of bossing people around and telling them where to go, this, that, and the third. I did get to work with the cast, and it was more or less just bringing them back and forth from their holding room to set, which was trivial, mm-hmm. nothing too too wild, nothing too crazy, and then just making sure that things were 
done as the AD requested. That's which wasn't too much. Like, go grab some tape. You're pretty much as a PA just the lackey. Like you're just right. you're you're, <laughs> you're a personal pair of hands for them to have while you're there, so they can get stuff done. Exactly. That's more important on their end. They don't want to get up and go get coffee, so they're gonna tell you to go do it while they finish writing the script or something. You know? Right. Like they don't want to. They don't want to move these chairs and tables and stuff like that. They're too busy setting up cameras and lights. So they're going to have you move in, do all the little tedious work, and then they're going to handle all the big stuff. And then as you accumulate the days, then eventually you get to be the person to tell the PA right. to go get you coffee. Right. Like that's, that's, that's them 600 days, though. Okay. That'd be them 600 days that you got to get through. That, that'd be tough. But it's not – being a PA is pretty much – it's not glamorous. You get to work as part of the crew and that's really dope. And then you get to see things from a different perspective, but being a PA for me personally, hasn't been anything too spectacular. I haven't had to work with like 600 people or like 200 people on set and like telling them, Oh, this is where you got to be. This is what you got to do. I haven't been on that big of a production to do that. Mm. So that would be more your end of it. But I have been able, I have been blessed with opportunities because I have met, different PAs on sets and I've talked to them that I've been able to get a couple of gigs here and there. Nice. Well, mine wasn't all that big. We had like 72 people, I think it was. I remember. <laughs> Still more than me. And um, we were expecting like 125 and only 72 showed up. And the first thing I want to say is setting up for the day is like not as hard as taking down the stuff for the day. Setting up for the day, making sure that enough chairs were in the place for everybody to have a seat, getting all the vouchers together, pre-writing in the information that you could pre-write in on the vouchers so that when people started coming in, the process moved a whole lot smoother. Um, helping with setting up the hair and makeup departments, setting up wardrobe department, which they had their own crew, but you know, because we were there, we're going to need these many chairs, this many tables. We're going to need this. We're going to need that. Where do we set up? You know, making sure everything is going according to plan. So in the beginning, setting everything up was cool because it's just like working a regular job. Say, for instance, a fast food restaurant or a restaurant period where you come in and because the night before the crew had already put everything up and in place, all you had to do was come in and set it in place where it needed to be. You didn't have to clean up or anything. Now, as the day go, as the day went on, surpassed check-in. Check-in was a little frustrating only because so many people at one time coming in, the line being long, people feeling as if, well, because the line is long, I don't have to go through hair, makeup, <coughs> and wardrobe first. I can just check in and let them know I'm here, get my voucher, and I'm going to go eat. But no, we need you guys to come in and we need you to do all those checks and balances first, then go eat. Because at any given moment, if they decide that they're ready to move to this next scene, they're going to be ready for y'all. And when I say they're ready for y'all, they're ready for y'all. Not, oh, now we got to go and check with hair and makeup and I didn't get my hair done yet and I didn't get my wardrobe yet and I still haven't done this, that, and the third. The food... Once you get your plate, it's your plate. No one's going to take it from you. So you don't have to get it and eat it right now. You can go ahead and um, take your time eating, 
once we get a break from filming, you can come back and finish your plate. Mind you, there's no microwave to warm your food back up, but still, yeah. it's not going anywhere is my whole point. Unless you know somebody. If you know somebody, you might be able to Oh, get okay. Your... Might be able to get it warm. Depends on what, on what position you got while you're on that film. Okay. So, with that being said, it's cool. Now, when it comes to, like we were talking about on the first half of the episode of corralling the people, it's very difficult to corral adults that feel like they don't have to do what they're told. And like I said, this is a job. So there is things that they're going to expect of you. And when they say that they need something to be done, they don't have time to deal with attitudes and stuff like that. We really don't want to deal with attitudes. It I'm 67 years old. You can't tell me where to move. Well, you ain't got to rush me. Yes, yes, I, I do. Because <laughs> they're <laughs> rushing me to rush you. So I mean, yo, that grandma, let's go. Okay, they're in my ear telling me, hey, where's the background? We're waiting on the background. We're waiting for the background. And oh, that'd be that the most annoying talking thing ever. is the worst part of the whole position. Because <sighs> in your ear is like 72 plus people yelling commands that half of it may not even pertain to you, but you can't take that out of your ear because you might miss the one command that is for you. So all day long, you're listening to this, and then you got people that want to come to you with these petty little requests, and you're like, oh my gosh, my head hurts because this little voice in my head, or these 72 <laughs> voices in my, head, in my head, versus what I really have to be here to do is demanding as hell. So... As a PA, if this isn't something that you are really used to, like dealing with people or wanting to be rushed and told what to do constantly, because it's at a home. consistent thing, please do not apply for a PA position. Keep your at home. Because I'm telling you, it is intense. And according to what's going on on that day, because it's one thing to be on a film set, and then it's a whole different thing to be creating a set in the middle of like a city or something where there's a lot going on. So there's so many levels to the PA position when it comes to making sure that things are in order. So please, if you're not for it, do not apply for a PA position. Now it will give you a whole lot more insight into the production itself. It may give you more access to people and being able to network with people that actually can get you somewhere. But if it's not for you, do not apply. I promise you, you will save yourself a lot of headache and a lot of turmoil because the position is intense. Definitely the pay is a whole lot better. Also, you get to eat the good meals. Hallelujah! So, Yay. With that being said, it's a great experience. And if you're one of those people that, you know, wouldn't mind trying it once, Definitely try it, but if that's not your thing, don't do it because it's going to put a very nasty taste in your mouth about the whole experience. And we're, I'm warning you now that it's not like a regular nine to five because a nine to five at a restaurant or a retail store is intense, but not like a PA because you're going to have to be there before everything begins and you're going to have to stay until everything is cleared out. Oh, Lord, yes. Now, you thought 12, 15 hours as being part of the background was bad. 
they there for 16, 17 hours because they got to be there two hours before you show up and two hours after. Like, what? If not longer. Boy. Okay. Be tired. I be feeling bad for them because then they got to go home, take a nap, and then get up and come and right get back. right back up because it ain't no going home and getting eight hours of sleep or none of that. None of They're lucky that. if they get four. They're lucky if they get three hell. Because by the time you get off, drive home, get to a point in your home where you're comfortable enough to fall asleep, it's about time to get back up and you back at it. It's it's not a game. And that's like, it's so intense because of the fact that if you're working the entire week, you will probably get a total of 12 hours of sleep in five days. So it's a very intense position. Doctor not going to like to hear that one. Oh, not at all. So when you get the position, all of that is just the beginning of the day. All throughout the day, like we were talking about on the first half of the episode, you have to pay attention to your herd, as I like to call it, because there was a lot of people. Like he said, the wandering around, the going to the bathroom, the taking phone calls, walking around corners, smoking and whatever else you're doing. If we don't know where you are and they happen to come back and they're like, okay, so everyone that was over in this area of the scene. And if you're not in the holding area and they're looking for a particular person that had on a particular color, and now we got to find out where the hell you went because you didn't say anything to anybody before you dipped and went wherever you went. So now they're yelling at us to get you guys in there. We don't know where you are. And it's so aggravating to like know that you remember this person that they're talking about, but not be able to find them. And then if you are in your car all the way back at the parking lot, that is definitely not cool. That is the wrong place to be. That is the wrong place to be. So what happens at that point is you're holding up production, which is costing money, and you're messing up the continuity of the film, which is also not good. Because we're going to see it, and we're going to point it out, and then we're going to be mad. Right. Because that's the production we worked on and we couldn't find this person. And now we feel some type of way about the fact that we should have known. So communication is key, my friends. Ooh, in every situation, in every relationship or whatever, communication is key. Because even the job that I have now um, with human resources, communicate. We have to communicate consistently to make sure that everyone is on the same page and everybody knows what's going on. But as a PA running fast forwarding through, let's talk about the time for us to get ready to go. In that time for us to go, if the production assistants decide that they're gonna let you hold your voucher, you have to keep up with your voucher because that is the way you get paid. I'm so glad they started RABS because now everything's electronic. But if you have a voucher carbon copy that you have to hold on to, for you to come back at the end of the night and tell a PA, I don't know where my voucher is, is not cool. Granted, we have extras, but that's not the point. We had already preset a lot of the information in there to make this process a whole lot simpler for you. And it's usually the people that lose their vouchers that want to come to the table and make the biggest fuss about, well, I was next in line. Okay, well, you didn't have a voucher. So we can't do anything but tell you to step to the side and fill your information in 
because that was supposed to be done at the top of the day. Oh, because them's the same people that want to step to the side, fill out the whole next voucher, and then cut the whole rest of the line back off. Right. Like, excuse me, I was I was here. I just needed to fill this out real quick. I've done it. But besides the point. Yeah, me too. But um, <laughs> <laughs> once again, it makes it difficult at the end of the day if you are not doing what you needed to do because all day long, that voucher should have been somewhere very quick accessed, just like your cell phone. Because for one, the information on the voucher is something you don't want to get into anyone else's hands. Because at that point, you're giving away identity theft is real. Oh, okay. And you will be a victim if there's <laughs> someone on that particular set that is that type of person. And because scamming has gone to where it's gone these days, and for the acting of it all, you're not really making a whole lot of money. So let's go ahead and make sure you keep a hold of that voucher. Now, also, when you're getting to the end of the day, if you have gone to wardrobe and they had to give you a piece of their clothing, do not carry your ass over to the checkout table trying to get your voucher signed if you have on wardrobes stuff there's levels to this shit there's processes that you got to go through before they can let you leave so mind you most productions will at wardrobe take your voucher because that's their way of getting their stuff back so if that is the case then you know you got to go back to them but if you kept your voucher and they allowed you to just hold on to your own voucher just go back and give them people their clothes back because you don't even want that I promise you, you don't, because it's probably something that's been worn several times before, and it's not that big. And if you don't turn it in, and they have to say something to us, the voucher, once again, gets ignored at the end of the day because they're paying for what you stole, because it's technically stealing at that point. Same thing goes for hair and makeup. If they give you a wig, a hair piece, or whatever, they want their stuff back. You've got to go do that before coming to the checkout table. Because they be renting that stuff out. Like, it's not always the production stuff. They don't just have, like, this giant vault of Walt Disney or giant vault of Pixar stuff that they could just keep in a building somewhere. Like, right. they be renting out clothes from time periods or renting out clothes based on what kind of look they're looking for just so that they can have it for the shooting of the film. And then they turn that shit back in and they get charged for whatever's missing or whatever's damaged. So they're definitely going to come look to charge you or get whatever back from you if you decided to go out of your way to say that, oh, I'm just going to take something from this production. Like, right. There's a trickle, there's a domino effect to everything. So if you want to be paid, make sure that you go and give them back their clothes, their wigs, or whatever you took from hair, makeup, and wardrobe. Please. Because at the end of the day, they already take long enough to send you your check as actors. But you don't want to have your check not come because you took a $30 belt and now they're holding your hundred and whatever dollar check. It's not going to be cool. So make sure you do those things. Now, beyond getting the actors checked out at the end of the day, once that is all done, now as a production assistant, you have to clean up after all of these grown adults that were here. So if there were water bottles left, 
trays of half-eaten food, wrappers from potato chips and candies and all of that stuff. Now we have to clean up this whole thing and make sure it looks like it needs to look when they start filming again tomorrow. And like I said, if it's one of those situations where we're not at the filming, uh, the if we're not at the production's studios and we're out at some local area in the middle of the city, if we don't clean that space the way it's supposed to be cleaned before we leave, then the production gets charged extra for a cleaning fee because they need their place to look the way it was when we came. So now, according to how much trash the actors leave, if we don't clean it, I mean, if the actors don't clean it, we have to clean it. So now we can't just sign you guys out, then look back and be like, okay, let's do our own time and send that in and go. Now we got to stay and clean up. Plus, we got to fold chairs. We got to put up tables. We got to... It's it's a lot, y'all. <laughs> you sound like you're going through it right now thinking about it. Because, man, it was 70-something people. And I'm telling you, it was not the business to have to clean up after adults. Because I'm pretty sure the majority of the people that left all of that crap were people that had children at home that they would probably have to tell to clean up after themselves. So, as adults... You should know how to clean up after yourself and you shouldn't leave a whole bunch of work for someone else to do just because they have to do it if you don't. Well, common sense ain't common, my boy. It's not, but it's very aggravating. So once again, like I said earlier, if you are not about half of the stuff that we're talking about, do not apply for a PA position. Like I said, it's not as easy to get as you would think anyway, but... If it's not for you, it's not for you. Because if you're going to go through all that work to try and get one of them jobs in the first place and then act out when you get there, like you just wasted a lot of energy. A lot. Because Lord knows you ain't had it in the first place if you're looking for a PA job and not a regular job because you got to be crazy to be out here with us. Oh. Because what we're doing is not normal. It's not, bro. It's really not. So with that being said, is there any sound advice you would like to give to anybody that's thinking about working the PA position, and then furthermore, any advice that you would like to talk to the background actors and let them know when dealing with PAs? Well, advice for anyone that would want to be a PA would be just to have patience and be very understanding and be very diligent to the craft because money is time and time is money Mm -hmm. and everyone's there to do a job. You're going to have fun. You're going to meet a lot of different types of people, but you're going to have to be patient with what goes on throughout the day. You're going to have to be professional with the people that you're working with. And then you're just going to have to adapt to your surroundings, learn the people that you're working with, learn how they react to certain words, what their trigger words are, and just learn how to be a people person. You don't always, you're not going to always be able to please them to the highest ability, but if you can at least keep yourself out of trouble and get your paycheck, boo boo, do what you got to do. Mm Mm-hmm. And then when it comes to the background and on dealing with PAs, just be a little more understanding of what's what they have to go through, especially if you see that you're on set with like 300 other people, you're doing some big crowd scene or some big sports scene, something like that. Like just keep in mind that there's probably like five PAs and there's 175 of y'all. If five right. people are talking to each one of those PAs, there's still 120 people 
that are out there still waiting to be talked to by these PAs. So it's like you got to be understanding of what they have to do, how much work they have to do, and the fact that they're being yelled at from a different direction as well. So just keep that those kind of things in mind when you're going throughout the day and you have questions on why things are going a certain way or why this person has an attitude. Just put yourself in their shoes and see how you would be reacting in a similar situation. <clears throat> so yeah. when it comes down to my advice for people that are looking to try the PA position, the one thing I will say is you won't be able to get much rest. But I will say, in order for you to do this job, you must, like he said earlier, know how to communicate. Because there's so many moving parts on a production set. And you, although you may seem like the smallest part of it because you're not way up here high ranked or nothing, Mm -hmm. you are like one of the most vital parts because you're the middle between the most important people there and the most important people there. Like the people that have all the equipment and telling all the directions for what's going on that day versus the people that need all of that direction for that day. So you're the person in between all of that that has to make sure that your part, your job is being done well so that everything flows. And at the end of the day, when it comes down to the actor's aspect of it, when you're dealing with PAs, please, 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 I ask you, again, communicate. Because if you let PAs know they're not evil or anything, they're going to try their best to cater to whatever your need may be, whether that is going simply to the restroom going to smoke cigarettes or whatever, going to your car because you left something, need your medication, whatever, what have you. If someone called and there's an emergency back home, whatever. But communication, you guys, is what I want to give from both sides because if you communicate well, that keeps a lot of headache out of the equation. Just don't ask to go to the crew crafty and you're doing BG because like it's a, it's a waste of time. It's, it's beating a dead drum. They're not going to let you do it. No. You, you could have been working on that production as the damn director for three months. But if you book that day as background, you are going to that crafty. Don't right. play. You going to the crafty don't with play. a little bit of stuff. You're going to get your cheese and crackers with the rest of the group now. So with that being said, I definitely thank you guys for being here on this particular episode of Shacking Up. And I hope that anyone that is thinking about doing PA work, and for those of you that are just looking to do the acting aspect, have learned a little bit about the position of a production assistant and what to expect. And please, you guys, when you go, you know you're at work, and also respect everyone in their positions. Be a damn professional. Just be professional, right. Just be a damn professional. That's what we are. You try. You want to be one of the greatest. That's why you're out here trying to get these roles. Well, you better act like it. You right. ain't got an Emmy yet. You ain't got a Grammy yet. So sit on your butt and be quiet. Right. Until you get your Hollywood style. <coughs> Let me tell you. It's going to look real pretty. So with that being said, we're signing off. 
This is your host, Shaq Daddy, and your co-host. This is Ashton Maxwell, the side hole of co-hosts. And we're signing off. And until the next episode, you guys, please be safe. Don't do nothing I wouldn't do now. Bye, y'all. Okay, everyone, you can find me on all social media platforms at Shaq Daddy. That's S-H-A-C-K-D-A-D-D-I-E. Shaq Daddy. And Ashton, hit him with your socials. You can find me on TikTok at SmartAssAsh. You can find me on Instagram at Ashton underscore Maxwell 300. You can find me on Facebook at Ashton Maxwell.